0: Facebook. Uh, hello all you wonderful friends out there who I know have tuned in to these reviews in the past and will likely do so again tonight. I know you're just on the edge of your seat uh, waiting for my next video vlog. Well, here it is. You can wait no longer. I've seen two movies recently that uh, I'd like to review for those of you who care. And, uh, for those of you who don't care as well, we are equal opportunity in these vlogs. Uh, I also have some music playing in the background this time, if you can hear that. The production values are just soaring incrementally. Hey, look who it is! My girlfriend's watching. Hey, good to see you. Uh, I saw her uh, earlier today, actually, because we went and we saw Beauty and the Beast, which, uh the long-anticipated Disney film live-action version. Uh, Yes, Facebook is telling all my friends that I'm on. Yes, welcome, welcome, everyone. Come on in. Uh, We're just getting started here. So before I get to Beauty and the Beast, I want to quickly touch on another movie I saw recently, Kong Skull Island. Now... I would say that these are spoiler reviews, but let's be honest, people. You know the story of King Kong, and you know the story of Beauty and the Beast. So, are they spoilers? I don't know. I'll leave that to you to decide. In any case, uh, let's see. So, Kong Skull Island. Um, Gosh, it's been so long since I've seen it. It was only like a week ago, but I've already kind of forgotten it a little bit, which shows you probably how good it was that I... (laughs) that I seem to have forgotten 90% of it. Uh, Let's see here. So it takes place in the 70s, and it's like Vietnam War has just ended, and there are a bunch of scientists who know that something's not quite right at this island, and they're going to go see and check it out what it is. And no sooner than they arrive than they get attacked, and they are forced to get to another part of the island to escape, uh, all while dealing with these dangerous creatures and uh, Kong himself. And this movie, it was okay. I mean, it was eh. It was uh, it wasn't that great. Let's be honest. Uh, some of the fights were kind of cool. Whenever Kong did fight dinosaurs and such, and the cho- and the choppers filled with people themselves at the beginning, uh, that was neat. However. If you've seen the trailers, if you've seen the TV spots, you've seen pretty much all the action in this movie as it is. And, uh, that's... I mean, I guess that's kind of cool, but I'd just as soon watch the trailer over again than watch the horrible, uh, human actors who are just... Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson... Man, after seeing Brie Larson in this, I'm starting t- Hey, someone gave a plus up, I don't know what people liked, but, yeah, the human actors were not that great... Um, Brie Larson, after seeing her in this I'm starting to wonder if she really will be that great as uh, as Ms. Marvel coming out in a few years from the never failing Marvel Studios which are just amazing uh, Tom Hiddleston though eh, they, neither of them had chemistry and I don't think they were going for a love story because they ultimately didn't end up together in that sort of way I guess, I don't know but uh, maybe there'll be a sequel now, there's supposed to be several sequels from what I can tell but uh in any case, the action scenes were cool however uh I don't know it's just the humans brought that down the humans brought the movie down so much that uh only the c g the c g characters were much more interesting. John C. Riley was himself Samuel L. Jackson was himself um, but ultimately I wish we could just get a movie where it's a giant ape just wandering around beating things up, because I think that's probably more entertaining than than the human element. And like I said, be sure if you do see this movie, stick around till the end of the credits, because uh you'll find that there's going to be a cinematic universe. That's no surprise. The whole point that they were making this movie was to set it up for the ultimate Kong vs Godzilla versus Mothra, versus Rodan, versus all these other 1930s, 40s claymation things that I don't even know because that never really... I mean, I liked Godzilla. I'll be honest. I liked the 1998 Godzilla. When I was eight years old, that was the coolest movie. It was like that and Jurassic Park were like the best movies I'd ever seen. Kong and Godzilla haven't haven't ever done it for me, says Chris. What say you? Well, yeah, I, I do like... I I did like the Godzilla back in the day. However, when I grew up and I watched the 1998 Godzilla again recently with uh with Matthew Broderick, uh I it it's it's not what it used to be. Granted, my my standards have risen since I was 8 years old. However, I am a King Kong fan. I love the 1933 original version, the black and white. It's like it's one of those black and white movies which if you haven't seen it that's not to say that all, that black and white movies aren't good. There, I'm sure there are many, but if it's one, if if I was to pick one black and white movie to see, I would say see that one because what they do with these claymation puppets, it's like it's incredible. Like you have this this thing that that is supposed to be like this fake toy, and it's fighting a T-Rex, and it's flipping it around, and it's beating on it, and it's getting on top of it, and tearing at Jaws, it's incredible, and it's just like, it really set the stage for, for all the special effects and cool movies to come, so I would definitely check it out, hey, we got an international audience, my friend Dustin from Australia is watching, very cool, anyway, uh, so let's see here, Um, so yeah, King Kong, I also really like the 19, or the 2005 peter jackson remake now granted peter jackson i'm a little biased a little biased but uh but yeah he that's i really enjoyed it it is overlong. you could cut like 45 minutes from that 2005 version and you would still you would still get probably the main point across but it's just so like fun and honestly i've been watching there's the new king kong blu-ray it actually combines all of the bonus features from previous versions which i had bought So now I was able to get rid of all of those. I know, it's a really long movie. But uh, the bonus features are even longer. 13 hours of bonus features are on this King Kong, Peter Jackson Blu-ray. And I'm about four hours in. And I've seen them all before. So this is not new. I'm willingly choosing to watch these all over again. Because it's so cool. It goes... He did diaries every other day. Uh, while they were filming the movie, and every other week while it was in post-production, and you get to see exactly how a movie is put together in real time, you get to see all the all the glamour is stripped away, all of the um, all of the grit and grime, and just all the hard human work that people do to put these movies together. You get to see in um, every department the rotoscopers and the compositors and the sound people and the even the people who like click the camera you know who click the bar you know when they go to do a take like they talk about that and what all those different icons mean on it it's really fascinating really incredible stuff so i would totally recommend check out the king kong 2005 production diaries and post-production diaries you can probably even find them online again much more interest hey good day so, um, so much more interesting than the Kong Skull Island movie. And you'll actually learn something and you might appreciate the pe- the hard work that goes into putting... And this is only one movie. Like, this is one crew putting together one movie. But if you see this, imagine that for all the hundreds of other movies that come out each year. It's quite incredible. So, yeah, check it out. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, what was I talking about? Kong Skull Island? Yeah, I mean, it's something that... If it came on cable ever again, I would watch it for a day and and I would be done with it, but I have no desire to check it out ever again on my own. It's just it's just kind of forgettable like that. Kind of like the uh the new Godzilla that came out the 2010, 2011, I forget what year, it doesn't really matter. Same movie, same problems. But um yeah, we'll see how that cinematic universe unfolds. Now then, part two of the review, Beauty and the Beast. And this really, again, shouldn't be spoiler filled because again, this is a movie that came out in 1991. We all know it by heart. We all saw it back in the day. And if you didn't, you were probably living under a rock or not being exposed to amazing Disney classics. Beauty and the Beast was not my favorite, and this is the animated one, was not my favorite film growing up. Uh, It was That was probably Aladdin. I loved Aladdin. Jasmine back in the day, 3 years old, man, she was pretty. Um and then let's see. Uh <laughs> I really liked Mulan, I really liked Hercules, was was a big one. That's probably the one I saw in theaters the most was Hercules. The first movie I remember even seeing in a theater at all was probably The Lion King at the Dollar Show, which is still open thanks to me. It's still open. Um and that was a that was like when I was 4, I think. 1994. Yeah, Lion King. Yep, yep. Uh, some others in our audience have seen that too. That was probably one of the first ones they remember as well. So, uh, it's Beauty and the Beast was one that I think I kind of grew out of, kind of quickly. It just didn't capture me as much as the rest. But they were still songs that I knew and songs that that uh, they just they're ingrained in your head. And and even going back, I went and I rewatched the animated one the other day to prepare for this. And it had been probably close to two decades since I had seen this film. And it was um, it was interesting to go back and see kind of the how animation has evolved. And just, it's, it, it wasn't quite how I remembered it being. I mean, it was, it was good, but it wasn't quite what I remember the cartoon being. Uh, the songs, again, were stuck in my head since then. So for two days, the Gaston song and the Bell song, it's all been stuck in my head. Uh, So, with that fresh in my head, I went to see the new one today with my girlfriend. And I would say we really liked it. I give it, and I was thinking, earlier I said an 8.5, but I'm lowering that. I'm going to give it uh, a 7.75, if that's possible. I give it a 7.75 out of 10. Uh, It's not quite an 8, but it's better than a 7, and it's a little better than a 7.5. The production is extraordinary uh, the design the i don't know what was real and what wasn't real in terms of like the set i don't know what was ex- you know digitally enhanced versus what was actually built and crafted and painted it was extraordinary um, uh design the music was grand the orchestration the uh, costumes the makeup if this all doesn't win academy awards next year for those sorts of categories. There's something seriously wrong. Because you know what? Suicide Squad won Best Makeup and Hair this year. And that is a sin. And that just... I, I'm i appalled. I'm appalled. I could go off on a rant on that for about 20 minutes. And that'd probably be more interesting than, than than the Beauty and the Beast review. But I just cannot fathom the fact that that won an Academy Award. That's That's beyond me. That shows you that these awards hold no bearing on our world. And and on what is actually good. Like what was the last time a good movie actually won Best Picture? Probably Lord of the Rings. I mean that's that's just my opinion. But uh yeah. So let's see. Uh back to Beauty and the Beast. I the casting was going into this, when they said that Emma Watson was cast as Belle, I was like, that's the most genius idea of all time. And uh honestly She did all right. She did all right. Uh, She... How do I put this? She's... Kind of seems like she's there just to be there. Argo was a good one. Argo was a great movie, and I think that deserved to win that year as well. Yes, Chris, you were right. Um, It felt like Emma Watson was there kind of... it, It... it seemed like she was there out of contract contractual obligations and not maybe because she was really enjoying herself. I don't know. I, maybe that's just what it came across to me. I still think she did a great job, and, uh, you know, I don't think she brought the movie down in any way. But I almost feel like she wasn't having... It didn't come across as she was having as much fun. Now, It could just be the character is not in situations where... Where she's like that i don't know it's just a vibe that i got it's it's more like a subliminal thing than something that came out um anyway uh the beast i don't know the guy who played the beast his name's dan stevens and i've heard that he's in downton abbey which i've not seen i do want to see it though i'm open to all kinds of watching all kinds of stuff and downton abbey is one of them i don't know if any of you've watched it if it's good or not please let me know if it's worth my time because I'm running out of shows to see, so eventually I'll get to it. But uh, I thought he was fine. Some of the reviews have been not so kind to him, but I thought he was... I mean, it, it was fine. He was fine. Who really stole the movie, though? Gaston, Luke Evans, Bard the Bowman, the bad guy in Fast and Furious 6, if you remember Jason Statham's brother, who... He's on that giant plane that it takes the plane like a million miles. It's like they did the math and in Fast and Furious Six that plane that, that they're all fighting on at the end that's trying to take off, it's like it's like it takes it like it goes the length of a state they found. And but <laughs> like that that runway is ridiculously long. Anyway. Uh so yeah, Luke Evans as guest on phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal job. He was a great I mean, he captured that villain. I love the Disney villains. Like, they're 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 probably the most interesting characters to me. And I think he did a fantastic job. Sang really well, too. Just very, just, he's exactly the smarmy sort of person that, that you would expect Gaston to be. So, a big thumb up for him. I think Josh Gad was good, too, as his, like, little henchman. Lafoe. I thought he was kind of funny. Uh, Ellen McGregor. Is Lumiere and Lumiere's like Gaston, another one of those characters that you just don't forget. In the, in the cartoon, he kind of steals the film, and I wouldn't say he steals the film in this one. Gaston did that, but he's still very entertaining and and iconic. And *Be Our Guest* is everything as amazing as you would think it to be. It's it's colorful and just. I can only imagine watching that on a 4K screen, 65-inch, and it's funny because that's, like, su- much smaller than a theater screen would be, but I still think that would be kind of cool. To do that, uh, Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen was Cogsworth, and there is a moment at, near the end, again, no, this isn't a spoiler to say that the town goes and attacks the castle, just like in the cartoon from 20 years ago, And, uh, there's a part where everyone's, like, bracing for battle, and, like, everybody's, like, barred up against the door, and Cogsworth's standing at the top of the steps, and I'm thinking, you know, he should just yell out right then and there, you shall not pass! But, uh, of course he doesn't, he doesn't do that, but if he had, oh man, I'd be cheering like hell, that was, that would have been awesome to see. But, uh, he did a great job as the clock. Emma, Emma Thompson, Professor Trelawney. I don't know if it's... Is it Thompson? Emma Thompson? Yeah, Professor Trelawney from Harry Potter is Mrs. Potts. She's the teapot tea who sings the iconic song. And, uh, and yeah, like Stanley Tucci is a piano. And I don't remember that piano from the cartoon. That might be something that they added. But uh, very good. Uh, all the supporting roles were excellent. And it's neat to see them transform at the end, because then you get to see them as they really are, as humans. So that was kind of cool to see Owen McGregor and Ian McKellen and everybody like that once they were back. Um, so yeah, the music... I, th- I read a review, and I think this bodes really true. Um, the music is the heart of this movie. It's a character as much as any of the characters themselves. Just like Middle Earth is a character of Lord of the Rings as much as any of the characters are. It really Without that music, it's not complete. And that's what makes the movie the movie which um and by that token that was excellent so production wise uh everything technical about the film was phenomenal the lead the two leads could have been slightly better but everybody else in it great if you want a strong remake with all the songs that you know and even some new ones which i couldn't tell you what they were because i don't remember them at all But, you know, it's hard to compete with those big ones that you've been waiting to hear all these years. But, uh, yeah. So, overall, again, very strong movie. Very good. And it makes me interested to see what they're going to do with these other uh, Disney remakes that they're going to be making down the line. Because I believe next is Mulan. And I had read online the other day... That Mulan, they're not necessarily taking the musical route with that film. Which is interesting because I think one of the reasons it's a classic, to me at least, and to many other people I know, is that uh, I'll Make a Man Out of You song. Everybody loves that. So, even if it's... I I would hope that they would at least go the Jungle Book route. Where, uh, you know, they have a couple songs... But if they want to keep it mostly like a talking movie, they can do that, but at least allude to some of the other songs. But, uh, and I wonder, I wonder who they'll get as Mushu. They could just get Eddie Murphy again. Like, he's still alive, and what else is he doing right now? Nothing, as far as I know. He's probably just sitting there waiting for the call. Uh, Another Disney remake that they're making down the pipeline is Aladdin. Guy Ritchie will be making Aladdin, which is kind of bizarre. Now, that one's going to be a musical. So, Guy Ritchie musical. I'm... Hmm. I mean, it's different. It's something different. Uh, I just hope... I hope they aren't dissuaded by him making this King Arthur movie with Charlie Hunnam that's coming out this year. That does not look good. But Sherlock Holmes were good, and of course, Guy Ritchie has some other films from earlier in his days that uh, that were kind of cult hits. So, we'll see. And they want Arab actors as Aladdin and Jasmine. Thank the Lord. Because I'm tired of whitewashing all these casts. Just get me some ethnically correct actors. Thank you. Um, also, Little Mermaid is being made. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda of Hamilton fame. He's my man of 2016. Uh, he is going to do these some extra songs. So that will still be a musical version. Finally... Um He is all he will also be in the Mary Poppins movie that's being filmed, and that is with Emily Blunt as the Julie Andrews role. Um I never was a Mary Poppins fan. I don't even think I've seen the whole thing. But uh but yeah, that's coming, and Lynn Manuel Miranda is in it with her. So excitement. Chris says Jungle Book better or worse than Beauty and the Beast. I would say, Chris. Personally, I liked Jungle Book more. Uh, the effects in that were state-of-the-art. And Lion King is coming. And that's another one I forgot to mention, Lion King is coming. Directed by the same man who did Jungle Book, John Favreau. John Favreau, who was the brother in Rudy, who directed Elf, who directed Iron Man, who was responsible for Robert Downey Jr.'s rise back to fame, and the whole t- kicking off of the Marvel Universe... And he made Cowboys and Aliens. So, you know, you can't win them all. But he won back again with Jungle Book. And Jungle Book is excellent. He also did Chef. Chef is a great movie. Underrated. If you haven't seen Chef, watch it. But be prepared. You're going to be hungry. You're going to want to eat when you're done. You're going to want to grill cheese, specifically, when you're done. So, see Chef. Uh Jungle Book, yeah. So, I really liked the animation in that. I really liked the... That was just extraordinary. Um yeah yeah definitely like Jungle Book I would give an 8 I would give this a 7.75 as I mentioned so for comparison's sake so yeah I guess that's all I have for today everyone um I don't really know what else is coming in the later weeks Fast and Furious man I tell you, the new trailers for this new Fast and Furious they just, they're just not hitting me they're just like I don't know. I I hope it's good, but I'm kind of thinking the franchise died with Paul Walker. Dumch. Sorry. Is that too soon? In any case, um we'll see how that goes. And then the next thing I know after that is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in uh May, May 5. Yes. So that will be fun. That looks excellent. So Once I have more movies to review, I will come back on and give this another go. Or I may just rant on Saturday nights, you know. You can come to expect your Steve rant on a Saturday night. So kick back, relax, and have a great time. Farewell, everyone. Have a great night. See you soon. Bye.